0: Yeah. Well, what do you think I just thought
1: they were, you know, funky lights. <laughs> I'm not even looking at it. What, are you colourblind or yeah, what is yes, it? Yes. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast and I'm excited today, special Peter Rona speaking and hosting today. I've got a special host helping me out today, Chris Poulos from Collector Cars. How you going, Chris? Hey guys, great. Happy,
0: great. New, hey. Happy new Year. Happy New Year to you too. And we...
1: We, last time we chat, we were at the uh, the Cars and Coffee at... at
0: Collector, at Shabello.
1: At uh, uh, Shabello, and we had met a, a now a good friend of ours. Yes, indeed. Peter Landon, and he gave us an invitation, and we accepted now that it's sort of holidays, and we've got time to come
0: out to visit his... What would you call it, Chris? Jaw dropping garage, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's
1: still a single garage. There's one door that one opens, one little tiny door, but it keeps going and going and going. And Pete, thank you for having us, mate. Oh, not at all. Uh, yeah, welcome, Pete. Chris, thank nice you to very see much, you. Peter. Yeah, and oh, wait, where do we start? Like, it's—I <laughs> like, don't even know. My jaw is still
0: need to be dragged. dragged oh, up to the door, but Anyway,
1: you could put a cash register at the door there, and it, and it's like a good little museum here. Like, this—the amount of things in there. I mean, if you remember a couple of podcasts ago, Pete was big on his uh, Japanese-type collecting and, and memorabilia and, and, mate, we're here surrounded by some magic machines that you probably won't ever see again in your lifetime. Uh, where do we start, mate?
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good good, good uh, question um, without getting too boring. Um, oh, well, well, I think I have said in the podcast I've been a car fan since I was three years old um, Defining moment in my life was to go to Japan in 71 when I was 21. I mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah, that's right Uh, When that that skyline the two-door skyline came out a month after I arrived so um, the memory those Memories were always in the back of my Mm. mind. Um, I was uh, Busy until I was about 42 uh, where I sold out of a business that I was in and that then gave me the opportunity to um, well, actually, fell into racing um, and rallying, so I raced and rallied for 20 years. Gave up when I was 62, and then I just said, "Okay, what's next?" Uh, hadn't lost the uh, the love for cars, but moved out, got rid of all the racing machinery. Thought, "Okay, uh, let's let's focus on on Japanese cars." Mm. So, um, yeah, about five years ago, started collecting. Um, the, the focus was going to be early 70s cars of yep. when I was there, but totally unintentionally. It, it's predominantly been Nissan today, not solely, but predominantly. And I, I asked myself the question, how, how did that happen? And I've you know, come to the conclusion, if you look at all the Japanese car manufacturers, Nissan actually have uh, the best motorsport history. Right. Uh, so that that motorsport component. And successful, yeah. Yeah, and successful. So That and DNA
0: s- runs through the yeah, <laughs> Yeah, very much
2: you know, from the Prince, which again, right. I mentioned in that podcast. Mm. Uh, that That's where it all really started with Prince. And that's, that's, a, that's a So kind of the two story. cars that
1: we featured last time, we yeah. had the uh, the what well, Yellow Terra. What, what do we call the yeah. Skylight? It's a, <laughs> the seventy-one. It's a GDR replica, but it was it was the original Prince um,
0: car,
2: right? Well, it was designed by the Prince engineers. Right after Nissan took over, and Prince. took okay. over. Yeah, so that the red one there, which is the Prince GTB. 300 of those came to Australia. That's an Australian-delivered one. There's probably maybe 50 left in the country. Um, that was the one to have. It's got the five-speed gearbox. Uh, very, very rare. 100-litre fuel tank. Triple Weber carburetors. I mean, you've you got to remember this is 1966. Wow. That's so.
0: very early on in Japanese speed history, And right? it's still got that yeah.
2: familiar uh, Datsun
1: 1600. If you remember those that's early six, 70s, yeah. it's a still a
0: familiar shape.
1: That's the, the, the depth of that. yeah, yeah, well, you can see... But it's got a long bonnet. Like what, what engines were in, in yeah, the so Prince? That's a good observation. Yeah.
2: They started life as a 1500cc yeah. um, with, a, with a, um, a, a smaller motor. Prince said uh, we want to go racing. So they took the 1500 uh, model and they added 200mm right. uh, to the front and they put a, a 6 cylinder motor which was in one of their other cars and they put it in, into this Prince GTB and they went racing. So um, a very good uh, racing history in, in Japan. I don't know how many but probably two or three raced at Bathurst Um, they were a little bit late on the scene here in terms of uh, success there were minis that were starting to dominate at Bathurst and so on but there's a lot of Australians who have fond memories of Prince because there was just nothing like them Mm. at that time let alone were they expensive here Peter? Um, they were about uh, I think they were under $2,000 new now that doesn't sound much now Yeah, Uh,
0: Kingswood would have been about uh, yeah, I don't, I, it's Late sixties, you know, mid sixties. Mid sixties. I mean, you're talking about a, a GTO phase three. That was seven grand in seventy one. Right, like seven and a half grand. So, yeah. roughly. so three and a half times cheaper than a Ferrari. Is that you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say how we're going to compare the breeds? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was re- re- relatively accessible.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah. And um, so For the anybody, power. Anybody who was interested in you know nice handling cars with you know with a lot of unusual features. <laughs> Uh, so you, you'll find a lot of older guys It's all Prince, oh yeah, I had one of those oh, yeah, So those, is it that the start of, of Japanese power cars in mm-hmm. general? Yeah, well, I'd, 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 I'd say so Wow I'd say so I am mean I'm, I'm the um, the Toyota 2000 GT Yeah, okay uh, Came out uh, not long after Was that maybe 66, 67 But I, I right mean it, it, it wasn't really a, a race car the, the The greatest claim to fame for the Toyota 2000 GT was uh, long distance enduring, they, they ran around, I don't know which raceway it was, but it ran 24 hours non-stop. and wow. set, set a world record, mm. but I, I think point to point it wasn't that quick. So Prince certainly had a, a more illustrious okay. history. And then you've got to go from Prince, the, the engineers. I mean, Prince didn't want to join Nissan, but it was under instruction of the Japanese government that smaller manufacturers had to be taken over by larger manufacturers. Mm. Um, to ward off, I guess, you know, foreign predators foreign. and so on. Right, okay. So Nissan was lucky because Nissan really didn't have a motorsport history at that time. Oh, okay. So they inherited, they inherited all that motorsport in. history. And those engineers came across and they they designed the, the Hacko, And you, you can see, I mean, you, you're about the 1600. If you look yeah. at the prints and then this is a two-door uh, 1600. So we're now
1: looking at a, a, a two-door 1600. Uh, that's an... That's, uh, yeah. Was that an Australian delivered one or is no, this
2: in Japan? Um, no, well, the two oh, doors never came... First came... of all, it's left-hand driver, I just noticed. <laughs> well done, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> so the two, the two doors uh, never came to Australia. There might have been one or two. Yeah. In fact, I know of one. In Japan, they had the two door, which was uh, generally the 1600 SSS. Yeah. Uh, and it was a coupe. So the back pillar is a slightly a greater angle. Yeah. And, and, and probably a little bit prettier than this. but. Yeah. So the only other country that got two doors was uh, was America. Okay. So when I decided I wanted to get a, a two door, you run immediately into the problem of rust if you saw something out of Japan. Yep. And this was actually the first car that I bought in this collection. And I started off. I've done a lot of different restorations over the years. I said I'm not going to do any restos. I just want to buy something that's finished. I can yeah. jump in and enjoy. And well, maintain. We'll have that. Yeah. yeah. And maintain. So so what happened was I, I was looking on the internet. I couldn't find anything here. Uh, saw this uh, in America in Kansas oh, wow. uh, on the internet, and uh, ended up buying it from a, a guy who had just done the resto. 24-year-old. We, we still keep in contact. Well wow. I don't know if you want to go into the logistics, but it, it was done on the quiet from uh, from the missus and uh, I. As we all do, by the way. Yeah. But the, so the, the minister,
1: logis- the minister of finance, yeah. did not know about the secret budget,
2: and she doesn't know about the story on that one <laughs> and many others that I'm probably about <laughs> to tell you but to cut a long story short, um, I saw all the pictures and I thought, well, if it's as good as the pictures, that'll be good. But I do need somebody to firstly inspect it and mm, then do more. the money side. Right. Right. So, you know, because you, you don't want to end up in a situation where they have the car and the money. The escrow person. Yeah, yeah the escrow looking, person. Yeah. So I rang a mate who uh, lives in, uh, up in Portland, so on, on the West Coast. Yeah. And I said, um, look, I'm prepared to pay if you fly down to Kansas and have a look ticket, at this thing yeah. and blah, blah, blah. He said, leave it with me, I'll think about it. So he got back to me and he said, oh, he said, it so happens I've got a mate who lives in that very town and I've had a chat with him. What are the chances? Yeah, what are the chances? He can eyeball it. He can eyeball it. So it was a no-brainer. He said, yeah, look, it's just like the pictures. So I sent him the money. Um, It was loaded onto a truck and money was paid and uh, whatever it was, seven seven weeks later it arrived. And it is as you see it. uh,
0: And haven't touched it since? No. No, it's, so, it, it, it it's runs. A For our yeah, non-Japanese it's really Japanese nice. car-loving audience, mm. Datsun-Nissan, give mm. us the relationship there.
2: Yeah, um, I'm probably going to tell you the wrong thing here. Uh, um, and, and Nissan was always the name that Nissan cars, if you like, oh. were sold by in Japan. Right. But I think the thinking was that Nissan sounded too Japanese. Ah. So the in the very early origins of Nissan I think the cars were actually called dat. And ah. so they came up with the idea of when they wanted to attack the American market, they wouldn't call them Nissan, they call them Datsun. Right. Datsun. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the origins. Uh am uh, happy to be oh, proven okay. wrong, no, but yeah. was it was a name considered more suitable for the Western market. So Absolutely so that applied to australia and, and nissan are trying to revive the datsun as a sub-brand are they? they
1: currently how they, oh, they yeah. want to
2: bring it like as a
1: a cheaper
0: oh like what like, like toyota like, and what,
1: lexus sort of thing, of thing. well reno's done with dacia how they bought right the cheaper brand. so they're trying to bring datsun back no, here. is that right yeah yeah but they haven't done it yet ooh,
2: so. yeah so somewhere along the on the way they decided oh, well this is silly having two names and then they just went nissan so yeah. Know yeah, right, there's probably a year you can nominate, yeah. There was an overlap, remember in the early 80s, yeah, there was an overlap, yeah, so with now it. everything's known as Nissan, but um, yeah, so uh, we'll but probably Nissan's here,
0: I can't even fathom We'll probably go chronologically
1: because I think the next one in the chronological, uh, there's the obvious one, but that's Skyline Coupe,
2: uh, uh okay. Well, well, chronologically, the Prince is 66, yep. Um, the the uh, two door 510, that's uh, 71, 71, yeah. Um, this, this uh, 240Z, that's a very interesting story associated with that. Uh, that, was the, that was the second one that I, I brought in, and you'll notice left-hand drive as well. Um, so that's a 71. The uh, Skyline GT, that's a 71. Yeah. And then the one you're referring to, commonly known as Ken Mary. And there was the, the, the 240K done up as a GT, Yes. Uh, that's a 74. And then we jump to the R32, yeah. um, which is a 92.
1: So the two hundred yeah. and forty K—that is—that's that, Australian delivered.
2: That's Australian delivered. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you
1: remember, that was a late mid to late seventies. It was like a. Uh, they, did they carry the Skyline name the coupe in Australia, or was it just that they had the
2: initials? Uh, no, I think it was no. I, yeah. think, it, I think it was just the that, that's in two hundred and forty K.
1: Big coupe, and it's got a squarish sort of rear end. Again, I remember that vehicle because uh, when I was at primary school, a, a school mum had. One of those, a dark grey one, and it just used to stand out. You don't see any... I haven't seen one out in the wild for at least 20 years. It's a, it's one of those no. models that that's sort of disappeared. It, it's a, it's a uh, And it was a, sold as a luxurious type car. Yeah, yeah. Like they were fully loaded, those Nissan slash Datsuns in the day in Australia in the 70s. But the most, the big one that everyone... The, the, no, aware of is the Z car. So is that a, that's a 240Z? That is
2: a, that's a, 70. well, a 71 240Z. Now, as I said, I, I started off um, with the view that I, I didn't want to uh, restore, just wanted to buy and enjoy. Yeah. I did have a 260, a two-seater Z, which was, was an Australian car, but I, I was keen to get a 240, and I, I was looking around and uh, saw this advertised in a UK magazine uh, with a Hungarian telephone number. So <laughs> <laughs> That seems very legitimate <laughs> Very legitimate So I, r- I rang the number and they spoke English And um, uh, I, I, they had pictures in the magazine I thought this looked pretty good So I got some more pictures And um, turned out there's a specialist Zed workshop in Budapest oh. who, They mm-hmm. only do Zeds And you need to have a look at the condition Because that's better than a new car Wow um, The attention to detail
0: Better is way. in terms of restoed or
2: original? Um, well, both really Because... Right. Um, the only variations on original is it's running Weber carburettors uh, okay. instead of uh, you know uh, Hitachi, uh, and it's got slightly bigger discs in the front. Other than that, uh, aftermarket wheels, obviously. Yeah. But, but it's just it's just a lovely car to drive. I mean. So how often
0: would you run your cars? Um, For our public here to know, if you have a large collection? What you should be doing.
2: Yeah, no, that that's right. Uh, uh, but given um, things like. I mean, even pre-COVID. Yep. To your, let me answer your question first. On average, a lot of them are on historic regio, so you can tell how many times you've been out in a year. Yeah. Uh, I would say, on average, about four or five times uh, per car. Per car per yeah, year. Per year. Some a bit more than others, and it tends to go in waves, uh, for no particular reason. Right. But you know, you tend to pick the car for the for the for the uh, whatever the, the occasion. And as yeah. uh, people know, historic regio,
0: you can do sixty times a year.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. six times a year. Yeah. So none of them do big mileage as a result. Sure. I guess anybody who's got a few cars. And the they want to so stretch their legs. You yeah. want to get the oil oh, going yeah. through the system. Yeah, we, we've very, spoken on important. the show about the heritage yeah. scheme.
1: Like 60 times a year is like on average once a weekend. Yeah. 52. And throwing Which just the thing, idea of having some a some bonus days. Yeah, yeah. no,
2: it's, it's brilliant. And I mean, you, you can have them sitting here without, you know, having huge your registration costs. Yeah, uh, running costs.
1: Yeah. And then we uh, skip the 80s. There's no 80s Nissan here.
2: No, well, there isn't. You haven't looked for a
1: Bluebird, a TRX, or something? <laughs> um, like
2: that? Well, it's the. They uh, <laughs> lost their way, didn't they, a little bit then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, the um, Nissan Prairie or something? <laughs> well, the, the, four, the four-cylinder turbos. Turbo. So, so the, the GTR, um, after the Ken Mary GTR, yep. um, now they only made 197 of the actual GTR because the oil shop came along, uh, Nissan stopped Motorsport. Yep. So they are one of the most expensive cars that you can buy. Uh, I was at an auction in Japan mm-hmm. early last year, around this time actually, and it sold, if you bought it to Australia, it would have been $9, $950,000 landed. Wow. Yeah, for, uh, for a, um, a, well, a Ken Mary GTR. But the point was that after that, what could have been called a GTR, they had cars that then they did use for motorsport, right. but they were forcing into to the turbo. Yep. And the engineers from Prince still had a lot of say and the chief engineer said well, we're not going to call it a gtr because a gtr needs to be a six cylinder so until the r32 which came out in 89 and coupe based as well um or not not necessarily because the first GTR was a four-door okay um and then they brought out the two-door which i, yep. I mentioned last time so not necessarily but a it's, it's, the way. yeah it's fair to say there was yeah there haven't been well there's a couple there are i mean there is I think it was Alltech made a, mm. a four door R32, but anyway, that's a bit of an aberration. Yeah. But in principle, you're right. The uh, pretty much after the two door Hakoska, they were pretty much all, all two door. Yeah. But um, there are some nice early eighties Nissan. Nissans. I'll, I'll show you. You know, here, here's the racing version. Right here. Oh, okay. The model. Wow. The yeah, R32, and, and you probably know. I mean, uh, Jimmy Richards raced not not yes
1: that was the the skyline before the godzilla one yeah exactly yeah Yeah. before the r32 what what, what
2: sort of yeah so dr30 and dr31 yeah
1: okay there you go so yeah there was one that came out uh, for the touring car races but it was funny because i I mean as as a youngster i remember the the, uh the bluebirds the george fury uh designed bluebirds and you're right, they were turbo, it was the era of the turbo. Yeah. And I didn't know that, yeah, so they didn't want to use a GDR badge because that was reserved for the bigger engine cars, not for the,
2: yeah. the new wave of, um, of yeah. turbos. Yeah, so, uh, look, I, I liked them, but, you, you know, you can't, can't get everything. And uh, I, um, say, so I, I also, a couple of other things, uh, so there's two other ones coming. Uh, I mean, I, I, I went down another path with the, with the, the, the Porsche RSR out right. yeah. uh, That's a recent one, but the other two confidentially that, well, one is not so new. It's it's, it's going under a restoration because all my rules broke down when I got the Ken Mary. I bought that mid-resto and took right. over the resto yeah. and sourced all the parts to turn it into the GTR look. Then I wanted a Hacko, and I sourced that and did the, went went from square one on that. Wow. Um, yeah. and I'm doing the same thing on a Belette GTR. Oh, wow. Which is, that's exactly what it's, Look oh, that, wow. that, that colour and all. Um, so, what
1: year model was the
2: Billet? So, that's a '69. That looks
0: yeah. beautiful, that's a classic design.
2: Yeah, so that's
1: that's that's getting fixed now as we speak. So, that's not yeah, that's,
2: yeah no, that's getting getting done in. Um, the Billet GTR again was uh, uh basically built for racing, uh, was taken off the standard uh production line. and The, the significant difference there, there are about 20 differences between a GT and a GTR. The most significant is it has a twin cam engine. Mm and they were reasonably successful in racing. Um, my Japanese friends tell me there's probably only 200 left in the world. Wow. Uh, of 1,200 ever made, so. That's yeah. a rarefied crowd. Yeah, and I always like the shape. I, I, I reckon they look like the Japanese Alpha, you know. the um, Yeah, it's got that,
1: yeah, it's, got that it's, sort of Alpha look. It's, with not, it's not your typical uh, square stance that. No, I mean, over the twin headlights.
2: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: we'll have to. I love that the sweeping lines of the
2: rear. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to, See, yeah. And then the other one, which uh, a lot of the other theme was, to not just Japanese, but uh, nice driver's cars. I've always liked driver's cars. So, you know, Lotus and open wheels and blah, blah, blah. So th- this was a must, and, and that's a Honda NSX. That's uh, it's, on it's on its way. Oh,
1: like from the 90s? Yeah, the it's one. a 92. Oh, I don't... Yeah. yeah. I, I had a chance to buy one of those eight years ago. I regret not doing it. It was 40K,
2: and I should have. Oh, you should have. Um, would have. Because they, they're getting... I mean, to get a manual, no, yeah. um, to get all, to tick all the all the boxes. I mean, this this is red with black roof. Um, it's uh, two owner, full service history. You know what you um, said earlier,
1: how you started your collection, you know, how life gets in
2: the way. That's yeah. what I had.
1: I, I'm now getting to that phase where life is about to move out and grow up and get older. So
2: <laughs> the only answer got wait till you get to my age, son. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's basically, yeah. so
1: and then. The one that I'm getting to next is when Godzilla finally came. That's yeah. the GDR R32. Yeah. Um, that and you've
0: got, you've got what is it? Thirty a, years of bracing DNA to get to that point, don't you?
2: Yeah, precisely.
0: And you've got yeah. a Frenchman who's running the company. And
2: uh, no, he, he hadn't. He wasn't there. He, he was there for the R35. No, the, no, no i have oh, the R32. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the white yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, we haven't got there yet. Yeah. yeah. No, and the, and there. the and the R32 is just. That that is also one of those cars where it just came along the scene, and that was designed just to
2: win races. Precisely. So as the Hacko in its era won fifty races on the trot, the R thirty two won fifty odd races in Japan, and it was in and the And of ruins. course, everybody knows the Australian story. Yeah. What happened there?
1: And Nissan in in Japan came to Australia to see to visit George Fury because yeah. the Australian cars were quicker than the factory cars in yeah. Japan. And they came and paid George Fury a visit to say, hey, uh, can you come and help us to get our cars like yours? And and they were within the rules. And then, obviously, uh, touring car racing changed once Godzilla turned up and they uh, had to change the rules to... They, I think they put weight penalties they on for They put weight a while, penalties. Right? They still continue to and win. Then and then Nissan they just...
2: pulled out. Yeah, well, they changed the rules and Nissan, yeah, Nissan's stopped. But, yeah, they... I mean, that's a 30-year-old car. Uh, NSX is a 30-year-old car. They just do not drive like 30 year old cars. They are a joy in both cases. They're just beautiful driver's cars. Very different. The NSX mm. is different to that. But um, you can see why they were so successful back in the era because uh, they're still relevant today. And this is um, peak Japan now.
1: That late 80s, 90s model cars. Not only like Honda with the NSX. Uh, And Nissan with the Godzilla But you also had Mazda with the RX-7 The Rotaries were at their peak You had a lot of cars Subaru wasn't on the scene yet More in the rally side of things But Japan were coming on the map And they were big in F1 And they really It wasn't until the the Asian crisis Really sort of Mm. buried them for a good decade Before cars like the R35 Then Mm. come out as a powerhouse But with the R32, R33, R34 series It was the same formula but better
2: well, that, that's right. And, and people say, well, why haven't you got a 33 or a 34? I like them. But to me, you know, the, the defining moment was the R32. Yeah, right. A current time. The, the, I recognise the 33 and then the 34 are better cars, but in my mind, not sufficiently different to want them yeah right um,
1: evolution rather than revolution evolution like, rather right, yeah.
2: revolution having said that the r35 is that next step up correct that's yeah. the one yeah and it's
1: been in production so the next car for those who are listening because you can't see what we're looking at but the next <laughs> car in, in the collection and on the, t- the chronological timeline that we're going in order of is the r35
0: and that's being known as godzilla really? no. no no godzilla was the, the r32 the 30, oh was it really yes <laughs>
1: That and that out. was penned by Wheels Magazine, and then it, a lot of, of Japanese car magazines. and then, yeah. and then <laughs> that, right. that got caught on, that got, that Godzilla was penned by Wheels Magazine Australia. Oh, okay. And that then tracked the world or Motor Magazine, one of the Australian magazines. Yeah. But the R35, that's still like ten years in production, and it's still going.
2: That's right. Um, it's it's rumoured that well, basically it's coming to the, the model end. Uh, so I think the first one came out in two thousand and nine. So it's already. Or 11, uh, 12. more or less 12, 12 years yeah. Yeah. so the next one it's going to be a hard act to follow because one, one of the key ingredients of uh, these cars from, from the you know, 60s is uh, high performance at reasonable uh, price, price yeah. I mean that R35 It's the downside to it is that there's uh, nowhere within the law that you can really exploit it no. in Australia um, they're not really a track car in my view so you know alright um, I not. You know, now now and then we uh, we do exploit it, but yeah. uh, but they're just a phenomenal car yeah. and it ticks that box. Uh, just an amazing package for the money. So yeah, I, I, yeah, um, it's
1: cheaper than a base model nine eleven, and it does things that a nine eleven turbo could dream of. It's, that's
2: right. I if you're a golfer, you can still put your golf yeah. put, you know, golf gear yeah. in, the, in the boot.
1: And uh, they've got that classic shape. I mean, if you look at down the line, Chris, you can still see the, the, there's like the a DNA re- still there. There's a yeah. family resemblance between all yeah. of them. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. I it's totally a, agree. It's a, one of the best collections I've ever seen, no, and it's it's no, amazing. No, and, th- and I mean, you like we said. We learned earlier when we walked in. This is only like recently. Your your past, and if you don't mind, there's a mm, lot of memorabilia, photos yeah. of yourself. You, you were big in Lotus back in the day when. Uh, Lotus sort of came back with a bang in the what late eight, uh, early nineties would it be uh, late nineties yeah
2: so the uh, from memory the the Elise was uh, around about uh, was it ninety eight I think mm-hmm. um, you were a pioneer well I I had a, um, I had a three five five Ferrari and oh. um, I, I this was before I uh, I had a yeah let's see uh, that was about ninety eight so. I, I did have a competition license, and I, I started doing Target Tasmania. I did this; I've uh, done eleven Target Tasmanias over the years, um, and that was in, the, the, predominantly either in a Mini Cooper, which was mm-hmm. really my first so-called race car, or I had a Porsche Turbo, which I prepped up for those tarmac events. Did the Cannonball Run, which is oh, another story yeah. you, you may have heard of that. Is that right. one the, yeah. with the Northern Territory? In the Northern Territory, yeah, and exactly. the, and, so they, yeah. yeah, the disaster up there with the oh, Japanese guys in the F forty. F forty, yeah so anyway i did uh, i decided really that the at the end of the day the, I, did, I was still learning the ropes in terms of circuit racing uh and i, I took the ferrari out to eastern creek and amaru and said no nah, look it's really a cruising car it, you it know, is it's, it, and uh so I, I was looking around i thought well i'd really like to get a car that i can drive to the track have some fun and drive home and the elise had been announced in the uk and i read up all about it and i said that's the one so I got the third car that ever came to Australia. Wow. Immediately wanted some more power, and shortly after that, uh, the Sport 190 was announced that five were coming to Australia. So that was a, a hot up version with uh, race seats and uh, sort of a half cage and some more horsepower. Mm. Dedicated uh, almost. Yeah. So I, I bought one of the five and had tremendous success. I, <laughs> I can't remember how many targets, I had targets, a, a circuit race, and that's when I got serious. Initially, I yeah, drove to the track, competed. But then i thought oh, if i put some slicks on it'll be that that quicker oh then i need a trailer and that's when it all started so and then i was in the uk uh, it was at goodwood and a lotus uh, motorsport had just been re-established and they had a prototype of a, a car they called the motorsport 200 ran up the hill at the yeah, hill climb driveway, yeah so i started talking to to the guys at lotus and uh, they I, I said um you know what's the program And you said oh well these are going to be available for sale and we're going to have one make series and I said can I buy one and so I got the first privateer Motorsport 200 and in that process uh, I said well, you have an agent in Australia and they said oh we're a separate profit um, d- division so we can deal with you directly and I said that's great because you know racing you need quick response for parts and so yeah, on so yeah. forth so raced uh, that Motorsport 200 in Australia uh, won the sports car championship in 2001 wow. uh, on the back of that uh, Lotus had the first year of their, their program running there. Uh, on the back of that, at the end of year one, they said, look, we've got some cars for sale. Uh, is there any interest? And, and the back of my car winning the championship, so suddenly I had a workshop representing Lotus Motorsport <laughs> importing race cars oh, wow. and, and mechanicking uh, on them, which sounds great, but in reality was a nightmare, um, mainly because in the UK and as we were having as you want sort more horsepower the engines started to become hand grenades Mm. Uh, I found that it was very difficult to race yourself and look after client cars so I did it for a few years Uh, and it was an interesting experience I ultimately got rid of it
1: they were old Rover engines weren't they yeah exactly and then when they switched to the Toyota engines Twinked they, they went things. lotus went to another level but they're it's a, a lovely car uh
2: yeah um, handling wise and oh look um yeah just just the close, the thing. closest thing to an open wheeler and mm. you know I, I i don't really know of the toyota engine ones per se because i sort of moved on Yeah, they're later, Yeah. later. But, but clearly i note that you know one is one target tasmania mm. uh, so the the chassis i mean the elite story is, is very interesting because Lotus, of, until the Chinese recently took them over, they were always on their knees in terms of money. Always. And they came up with a design for the, the chassis, which, as you probably know, is bonded aluminium. Yep. Um, the only place was it, uh, that they could get the extrusion maze was a, a Danish company. So after a, a, a lot of toil, like I think it was a couple of years of all sorts of headaches with the Danish company, they had 800 chassis finally available, but Lotus had no way of paying for them. So they got the... The chassis they built the cars and it was only thanks to the success of the initial Elise that effectively that saved, them, yeah. that saved them yeah and you know the, the rest has of yeah. history but um, yeah I mean the, the whole chassis only weighs 110 kilo enormously yeah. strong uh, in about year two or three I think from memory they built a, a, an Elise GT3 and they put in a spree turbo motor in the back a race wow. motor 600 horsepower for them on. The only thing was that the the year that it was ready, they changed the rules and it was sort of stillborn. But they built, I think, uh, three race cars and three road cars, rare as hen's teeth. But the point being is that the chassis was good for 600 horsepower. So after whatever it is now, 15 years of development, the Toyota motors, I think, I don't know, the the top motor's probably producing 450 horsepower. Yeah, with the superchargers. Yeah, yeah. and the chassis, whilst it's, you know, it's, it's had... Front and rear subframes have been extended, blah blah blah. Essentially, the chassis is the same. same. Wow! Yeah, so capable. Purely of, for racing. Very, yeah, and that's why they're that still good. Of, cars yeah, 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 brilliant, yeah. brilliant, amazing.
1: Cars, and what was Goodwood like? That's Goodwood, that's a bucket uh, list for
2: me. Yeah, well, you. you yeah. to Well, there's three it.
0: big events of the year, right? There's Goodwood, there's Concorso de la Gunza in uh, Lake Como, um, Villa d'est, yep. and then of course um, um, the, um, the US event with Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach.
2: Pebble Beach. Beach. Well, you, and Amelia
0: Island as well is a big one.
2: Yeah, look, you, you've nailed it, Chris. Uh, I've been to Goodwood uh, twice. Was supposed to go um, COVID year last year. Yeah, now yeah. uh, that was can. But so there's there's two events each year. One's a hill climb and one's That's a circuit right. racing. Yeah, love both, that hill both climb. brilliant. If, ah. I, if I if, I, if I had to choose,
1: which one's the one where they get dressed in period pieces? It tends the, to be the circuit racing. The circuit one. Line, yeah. yeah,
2: it's just. I went with a uh, wife and daughter and her husband, and those three are not interested in, in cars at all. Oh, but they had, oh, oh, they had a ball. Oh, really? They had a yeah, ball. well, it, was, yeah, it because is Because there's event, so much going it's, on. It's uh,
1: taken away from the... It's, it's not a static car show. It's a car show that moves. It's an event. And... and, 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 and that's why there's the death of the car shows. They're all static and the internet sort of you can see photos. Yeah. But we're at Goodwood. Mm. They'll, they'll pick a mark, a mark that celebrates an anniversary. Yes. They'll showcase that mark. They're, they're, all the car makers are there.
2: Yeah, all the car makers, everything. And it may have changed, but at the time it was all accessible. So you could wander and look at the cars. You'd mm. see you know, famous drivers. You can have a chat. Wow. Um, and then there was all these stalls. Um, so car related, but not necessarily car related, so fashion, uh, uh, fashion related. Uh, this is the part I want to ask you so it's the, everyone knows you
1: see the photos of the cars going up the driveway and then the, the key cars but is it like a fake is it like an event in the background is there stores is there like oh yeah books on cars yeah, like, yeah. You know,
2: they- yeah there's memorabilia there's books there's, um, as I uh, you know fashion they, there's uh, there's uh, they, they have they have a, a Tesco supermarket and everything in the supermarket is period packaging. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And they have, uh, you know, period style workshops with, you know, mechanics working on cars. They have uh, areas for dancing where they have, they'll have, uh, say, um, you know, a, a band playing like 60s live Swing, music. J- yeah. And you, you imagine all, all the guys and girls dressed up in, say, 50, mm. or anything from 30s through to the 60s, you know, driving away. I mean, this is all happening. So it's a carnival. Is there
0: anything yeah. close to that in Australia, Peter?
2: Um, I think the short answer is no.
0: a Classic here in Melbourne is a show. It's a show. That's yeah, static. It's it's not that. just, yeah. yeah, there's no activity no, really
2: there. I, I, I haven't been to this, but one that might sort of uh, be a, almost there is the Leadfoot Festival in New Zealand. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah The New Zealanders had, have a different yeah. psyche around cars. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, well, well, they've that's been right. re-importing the buses for years. Haven't yeah, they? yeah, yeah, and they don't have all the rules and regulations. No oh, rules we yeah. regulations. Yeah, so this that's a hill climb on. Uh, Tony Quinn, you know VIP pet foods. Right. He he, who owns Hampton Downs, the yep. racetrack there too. So uh, he he runs this once a year, and I love to go. I've I've seen you know video clips and so on. Right. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't be the scale of Goodwood. I mean, no, Goodwood, no. Goodwood uh, is just a huge thing, but. I've been to uh, Pebble Beach and I totally agree. That's an, another one on the bucket list um, because the, the setting is just magnificent. Man, right on the beach uh, there. You're right on the beach. Uh, and then you've got everything happening around Pebble Beach as well. Yeah, so the Carmel, uh, the town is yeah, beautiful. And you've got, the, you've got a race weekend at Monterey. Oh, that's at, right, the, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. Niseko, uh, which, which is, is all just an hour cars. north of that. And then you have about four or five major classic auctions. Correct. And I
0: heard sometimes... What's the thing before it? The auction before it is a very special name.
2: Or oh, Barrett Jackson? Or no, no, no,
0: it's it's called cool the... Um, you guys continue, I'll... S- yeah, someone's screaming now going, Chris, it's that, you yeah, idiot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <No. laughs> Don't you know? No, but I've also been told that when you go to Pebble Beach, the car park is just as exciting. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> the people, the cars that they drive to the event, let alone the cars they showcase, yeah. are just out of this world. I, I think you've got one or two cars here that would qualify for a Pebble Beach event. Well, uh, that's you, very you'd, kind you'd, of you. You'd, you'd get... <laughs> the the one that we first met uh, that the 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 skyline the uh, the the coupe the the 71 GTR replica that thing uh, would turn a lot of heads um, at some place like Pebble if it was a you know if it was
2: a Japanese type I mean there's a lot of cars there over a hundred years of Pebble. interesting you say that Pete, because I think it's probably might be uh, two years ago now so not that long ago so just pre pre COVID I mm. think was that uh, Pebble Beach meeting they actually uh featured japanese cars mm. and they had i mean they had a wonderful collection of top mm. quality cars every every car of any significance over the years so mm. toyota 2000 gt yeah. genuine gtr mazda um, cosmos and things yeah like mazda that. cosmos uh, they had the whole lot there and uh really well received and you know maybe uh maybe that was one of the catalysts too uh, mm. and obviously fast and furious too um has driven the American market and, yeah. and now because of their 25-year rule. They've got that
1: 25-year rule. Yeah. They're falling in love with R32s oh, and man, R33s. Yeah. I think Fast and Furious has helped. And, and, and Gran Turismo, the, the, the computer yeah. games, the yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have known what a WRX and a GDR was until uh, PlayStation came out. So they've become like a cult. Type classic in America, which only increases demand. There's no increase in supply.
2: Yeah, but, but the,
1: the the Z cars were always popular in the states. They were always
2: yeah, yeah. It was the the main market. or the um, Z cars for our American listeners. Well, <laughs> interestingly, um, uh, and this is becoming not unusual, but you, you probably know the the uh, auction site called Bring a Trailer. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. they they get a lot of um, very good Z's there. Are you um, registered on that? Yeah, I, <laughs> well, yeah, when yeah. I say registered, I mean... I. You've made a, a bid? Oh, <laughs> no, but I... Well, I you know, good question. I, I have I have bid on one car. I yeah. didn't, didn't get it, but... Uh, uh, no, I, I don't follow it that closely, mm-hmm. but um, Australia tends to lag in terms of uh, you know pricing mm-hmm. uh, or the recognition of where prices are on the world stage. Uh, and, I mean, uh, uh, bring a trailer uh, uh, sold as Z, not... I think it was last year for three hundred thousand dollars wow u s uh, and yeah and they 've had i mean that that had a, an unbelievable history and so on and so forth, but say uh, one hundred forty one fifty u s is no not unusual for a Z uh, car, yeah. yeah because the reality is that whilst there were a lot there trying to find a good one um, that 's it is, is is extremely hard and yeah. the guys who built this in in Budapest, um, they they 're now having difficulty you know, sourcing candidates, mm. suitable candidates for so, them to restore.
1: So were they sold in Europe, the Z cars?
2: I mean uh, That's a good question. I uh, Do you think that would have been important? I think they were I think they were sold in limited countries, so yeah. I think the, uh, I stand to be corrected here but I think that uh, UK was one market, I'm pretty sure that Europe certain countries in Europe, mm. Holland comes to mind, because mm. um, I think I recall that the rear tail lights are different depending on market. Okay. I think the US wants yeah. to get into Australia. I don't know if Australia is similar to Europe, yeah. but yeah, so, yeah, i Because everyone
1: thinks America when I, when I said that the 240Zs, everyone thinks America because they were
2: really popular there and you tend to forget about the rest of the world. Um, well, again, I think there's recognition that, you know, how significant they were and, that, that thing, when you, when you drive it, I mean, it's very really hard to believe. I, I think they sold in Australia for $4,000 mm. uh, back in the day. Yeah, they weren't cheap. No, no. but they're, they're beautifully made. Mm. They're not only reliable, but they're beautifully made. And, and, and really nice quality you know, materials are, are, are used in it. Uh, so mm. you can know, see why they were so popular back in the day, because it's just, you know, compared to, say, you know, the E-Type, they're just amazing.
0: Got it. The quail. Oh. oh, quail. Yeah. Yeah. Quail. That's yeah. So it's like 600 bucks a ticket. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's it's it's, it's event gathering before um, But it's
1: unlimited alcohol, so if you really want to go early and be, that's, that's a drink and drive event, isn't it? Well, you can drink there. <laughs> and there's a lot of oysters apparently uh, like at yeah. quail. It's very uh, a top-end yes. um, yeah, event.
2: Yeah. Well, the one I haven't been to is Como, which, you know, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, what's, the it, what's that called?
0: Uh, 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 um, Concorso de La Ganza. The Google and it's yeah. uh, Villa Dest yeah Villa Dest Villa Dest thinking. is the building yeah. it's actually yeah. owned by BMW oh is that right the whole really? event's owned by
2: BMW have you been to that? no oh, I was yeah. uh, ready to yeah. go there but yeah Fuck uh, so well, no, well, no okay, just I, money? yeah <laughs> <but> money <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you and this is probably you know probably relevant but there, there are some very good events in Japan as well yeah right okay um uh, one year prior to, and I haven't been to this, but I, I noted uh, on the internet, um, a top quality uh, concourse in Kyoto. And, um, oh, in Kyoto. Yeah, really top quality cars. In And I think it's done in conjunction with that one in Italy, or there's a there's a crossover. Uh, so there's that. But then the certain, uh, uh, what do you call it, the Toko Auto Salon, for for people who are into modified cars and or like drift, components drift type and uh, not necessarily it could be anything from you know yeah. hackos to um, you know uh, uh, say liberty walk yeah. R35s or Ferrari's uh, even. it's just a huge show way more interesting than Tokyo Motor Show don't bother with the Tokyo Motor Show it's basically it's a, a dying event. event just corporate yeah. well yeah and I mean the man- major manufacturers no longer go there which yeah. is oh is that right yeah, uh, that's, no that's, Porsche, what, that's, Ferrari, that's what no
0: um, Sydney suffered the same fate oh, right? Yeah. It's gone. and Melbourne yeah. we don't have it's any yeah, of it's, it's gone
2: it's yeah. gone so, Tokyo Auto Salon, or there's another one um, that is, is called Sound of Engines, which is held at Suzuka, and that's for all older cars. But they actually get out and race and around racing. the track very significant. Which is a track that's owned by
1: Toyota? Is it Mount Fuji? Uh,
2: I remember they, they had an Fuji old Fuji Speedway. Yeah, they had
1: an old. There was a I think it was a, I can't remember. It was a Mazda or Toyota. They had just it was a a factory event, and it was just all
2: one brand was there from over the years yeah it... I think that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's Fuji Speedway yeah Um, and then you've got Motegi which is owned by Honda that's the that's the um, Honda test track but they also have the, the, the Japanese uh, saloon racing is GT300 and GT500 yeah uh, that's held there I've been to a um, the uh, MotoGP round at Motegi yeah. Anybody who goes to Japan, one of the must places, places to go because Honda have their museum there. Oh, wow. And that is just sensational. And if you uh, combine it with uh, a race event at Motegi, um, you know, two birds with one yeah, stone, yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the must see things. Uh, the Nissan Zama collection is 400 cars under one roof. Wow. Uh, every significant Nissan you could ever think of. Uh, that's, it's a little inaccessible you have to book in advance and the site's mm-hmm. only in Japanese but it's doable mm-hmm. um, so yeah, look uh, I, I guess that's just for people who are interested in Japan yeah. though, but you know, there's probably other events around the world too I mean the, the German one uh, I think it's at Essen uh, Old Timer, is it? Old-timer? Is it old-timer? Uh, yeah. there's an Old Timer? Yeah Apparently it's the biggest uh, classic car show in Europe Oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure it's in Essen every each year. I've been to one in Berlin, right? And that was mind blowing.
0: Yeah, that was just mind blowing.
2: Yeah, the Trappy Car Show.
0: The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. on the eastern side. Yeah, the the right. Yeah. <laughs> and you crossed the line, and you had the
1: Mercedes. Look at the Volkswagen. Where's that at? at which? Uh, there's Wolfsburg. A big, is, is it Wolfsburg? The yeah, Volkswagen it would be Wolfsburg.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that would be an amazing event.
1: We'll go to that one.
0: Love thank, Volkswagens.
1: Thank you. I'm glad we came out, and uh, thank you for having us again.
0: Really.
1: Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again at, uh, at an event, and we'll meet up. And, and and maybe when the new ones, when the NSX comes, I'm going to have to probably convince him to do a live drive. Yeah. Yeah. with <laughs> The NSX. So uh, that's a that's a dream of mine. But you, thank you again.
0: So, um, is the NSX on the cards? Are you? Are you... Oh, it's,
2: it's it's on the water because. Um, what what happened was that uh, I, I wanted manual, and they're getting hard to find, yeah. and uh, desirably low Ks. Uh, my first my first preference was red, but followed by white, uh, and or yellow, which again is pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, I was looking in Japan. I was looking here. I've sort of been looking over the years, but got serious sort of about six months ago. Yep. And prices started to
0: creep up pretty quickly, didn't they?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. prices have, prices have just gone crazy. Fifty
0: percent on top of yeah list, yeah plus yeah. I tax. mean,
2: to give you an idea. Yeah to to get a decent manual nsx um and you probably in most cases uh i mean shannon's had one for example right. uh, that sold um, I saw that, yeah. six yeah. months ago maybe yeah that would have worked out it had a few issues i I figured that you would have ended up uh, it had over a hundred thousand k's on it right it would have been about 165 grand by the Poor time gun. you pay for buyer's commission and and, and, wow. and and fixed up a few bits and pieces, so Ooh, that, that was, was six months ago. Yeah, well, the r- rule of thumb is that if you want a decent manual car, and these days so that even includes Japanese imports, you're going to be looking at hundred fifty, hundred sixty mm-hmm. for anything that's decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's less K's and uh, say Australian delivered, there's a one currently on the market for I think nudging two hundred grand. They're asking. Wow. Right. But I, so. I I missed a couple at auction in Japan. And I was getting, getting a bit frustrated. It's very difficult to buy anything at the moment because the price is just silly. Wow. Yeah. And by the time you add luxury car tax and all of that, I mean, we are at a severe disadvantage. I don't know if there's any government people yes. listening. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <None.
0: laughs> well, hear me. Get rid of luxury car tax. Oh, yeah, the luxury I mean, car tax. Yeah, it's yeah. a severe oh, yeah. disadvantage, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for Australia. We need to not protect our car industry because we don't have one. We yet. don't we have one, one. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so long and short of it, um, what happened was I, I just... Uh, okay I'll I'll see what's happening in the UK so I got on the internet uh, almost immediately spotted spotted this uh, car um, as I said before uh, to owner the equivalent of forty forty four thousand kilometres a full service history red with black roof manual no rust Uh,
0: there's
2: probably going to be some undercarriage but I mean it's all aluminium so you Maybe know that uh, there'll be some steel bolts and stuff but right. no, nothing that i can't fix yeah right. uh, but the, the body and the interior and everything is, is very, very, good. Yeah, wow. very good yeah i saw one live
0: on the road about three months ago i thought yeah that looks oh, great still steel But
2: oh, they just look better yeah, yeah they look yeah. better yeah, that's they that's looked, what saying. Yeah. yeah when they first came out i remember thinking, ah, oh, the back's a bit long it doesn't look that good but now I it's think, yeah. like And I I drove a mate's one recently and that just just took me over the edge. I haven't
0: driven one, so that was a good experience. Yeah, you can come and drive Thank you, Peter. It's it's it's
2: just sensational.
0: Well, I've learned a lot today. I've been corrected several times and thank you very much for that. (laughs) Not at all. all Pretty appreciate that. I can
2: clean up in editing if you
0: want, Chris. We'll (laughs) insert it and say,
1: what's the name again? You can just put it in and Uh, editing's magic. I'll make you look great. Thank you. Peter, again, thank you for having us. Thank you, Pete and Chris. Is there a way people can follow your endeavours with your car? you got an Instagram or anything like Oh that? yeah, got Instagram. By the Instagram
2: it's at Down Under Kyusha. So Down Under K Y U S H A. Basically, you can see what I'm up to uh, on, on, yeah, on there. I follow. I don't I follow do much there. on Facebook, uh, a few bits oh, and I've pieces. Gone but off Facebook, I've oh, Instagram I'll, I'll, is there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, look, I'm no photographer, but I do like yeah. taking pictures, and yeah. I quite like putting them on Instagram. Yeah. And fantastic. You know, you don't have to have too much uh, yeah. sort of conversation. So yeah, I followed Instagram Peter, and I it.
1: saw the the, the 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 yellow one that I'm in love with, and. And there's a lot of Japanese comments. I didn't know what they were yeah. saying, but there must a be a lot of followers. Yeah, Ghana's a lot of attention. So mate, congratulations! I did a Tokyo, a
0: Tokyo drift tour of uh, of Tokyo on the the the, the, the um, big uh, road around Tokyo. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. You know what they also used to do, and the, the, they don't do it anymore. You could dress up as Mario Brothers. Yes, they still do it. in the streets in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. I with, thought they Go stopped cars. it. Yeah,
2: no, no, still doing. You it. still do it? Classic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Classic. <God. laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, this. I mean, Japan. The car scene is is huge, and as I said before, I mean, I, I won't delay the uh, the podcast, but there's just so so much you can see from grassroots right level. Absolutely. That, that where you're talking about that road structure, yeah. uh, that goes down to Yokohama and there's mm. a big parking lot there. This is anybody in the know knows about it. Oh, yeah, it, at night. Da, Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and what rocks up there is, is yeah. oh, just amazing.
0: So is it cars and... Frustrated <laughs> Japanese people make wonderful car people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, that's real. Well, thank you for, for letting us in and, no and inviting no. us and... Uh, Thanks for coming. Yeah, uh, rate us, review us on um, iTunes and wherever else you're listening to this podcast. Uh, email us any other requests or stories at dot au. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, I'm sort of slowing down on Facebook. Instagram, uh, Chris, Collector Cars. Coming up this year,
0: great program. We're going to have some great events throughout the year. Some Some great cars to be sold too, as well. So we're doing our collections now. uh, And Collector's
1: taking a new direction. There'll be some reveals coming in the future. There will be some reveals coming in the future, so So, we're looking forward to that. So, your website, where's your website? Where's the best place to follow? CollectorCars.com
0: with a K. With a K. And Instagram is click the cars as well. So follow us, like us. We'll be back on track very like soon. Yet, because there's no podcast
1: <laughs> And the podcast. Coming, coming soon. Coming okay, soon. Okay, well, sure. No, no reveals yet. Okay, so thank you for listening and uh, bye for now. Bye. Bye.